Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Jelanić. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're going to talk about being playful in sex. So, you know that's going to be fun. Before we jump into all the deets on that, though, I'd like to uh, just direct you guys to a few things that are going on. You can check out my website. There are on my website, you can actually join my mailing list if you like. I do send out information infrequently. It's called my very infrequent mail out. Like I don't send out very many emails in a year. So feel free to go join that. So you'll join that through my website, melitzajelenic.com. You can also do a few other things like head over to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com where my show is produced and where it is distributed from. And if you go under hosts, you'll find me under the pleasure zone and click on that. You can find on my leaderboards. I have a free giveaway in there that are the um, do's, don'ts, and maybes list. And if you click into that list, um, you're going to be getting a free download for that. Now, if you're part of the mailing group from Inspired Choices Network, you might have noticed that about um, a week or so ago, an email went out that had that link to a download in it. So if you did get that email, go click on that. You might notice there's something special for you if you clicked on the link in the email. So I encourage you to go check that out. I, I am offering something to whoever clicks on that link in that email to uh, whoever does that will actually get to be invited into a, a little kind of exclusive class with me. So in the beginning of November, which is about, I think it's going to be in eight days or 10 days or something. It's coming soon. Go find it. Get in there. Get yourself rocking and rolling. If you don't know how to find that and you'd still like to be in that call series, uh, you're going to have to find a way to get on that mailing list and maybe ask for the back issue so you can get that link. Okay, so this is um, that issue was from October of 2021, October 24th, 2021. So yeah, try and locate that. Okay, so moving on from that. If you haven't already, and I haven't reminded you guys in a while, if you haven't already, download the app for Inspired Choices Network. You can find that in Google Play, and you can also find it like in the store, your app store. You can find it in your Apple app store. Download it, because then you can take this, and all of my podcasts, all of my shows from the past, you can take them wherever you go and have a good listen. So that is an awesome, um, easy source to be able to get the listen of my show, but not only mine. Like there are over 5,000 podcasts that are in there for free. So go download that. It's a free app as well. And, and uh, go enjoy. There's lots of information to be shared there. So, and what else can I tell you? So my sweet pleasure seekers, if this is a very 
first show that you've ever listened to, you might hear a few things on this show that maybe you're alarmed by. Uh, I do talk about bodies. I talk about sex. I talk about body parts. And sometimes it gets explicit. So if you have children and you're listening out loud and you don't want them to hear, this is a fair warning. If you actually want your kids to hear because you feel this would be educational, this is still a fair warning. This can sometimes be a graphic show. Uh, so just so you're aware of that, I'm letting you know now. Especially today when we're going to be talking about how to be playful in sex, I may be naming the body parts that we're going to be playing with. So if that makes you uncomfortable, this might not be your show. But if it's enticing to you and you're curious, then stick around because we've got lots to talk about. One of my favorite things to do and talk about is pleasure and how to have more in your life. And one of the reasons I do that is because in my life, I actually work with a lot of people who have found, you know, pain in their bodies, pain in their emotional bodies and physical bodies and spiritual bodies. And one of my targets is to be able to holistically approach people's health and bodies through all the different um, avenues that I love working with. And one of those avenues is pleasure. And so we will be talking about pleasure tonight. And you can check out my website, as I mentioned before, melitzajelenic.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. You can check out some things that I do there. My website needs to be updated. So it may have some, some information that needs updating. <laughs> you can find me there. You can also message me there. So what does it mean to be playful in sex? Well, first, let's break it down. Like, what does it mean to be playful? I happen to know several adults who have said to me, um, I actually don't know how to play. And I was like, wow, that's fascinating that maybe never in your life have you had the opportunity. Now, some of these things may be cultural. Like if you've come from a culture where children, you know, from a very young age, they either have to work or, you know, you've um, been in situations of poverty where there has been nothing uh, that has uh, allowed for play or in, in situations where maybe it was a war zone when you were growing up and so there wasn't really play happening. Although I have to do say that one of my cousins who grew up in a war zone of Yugoslavia in the 1990s, um, she is now, well, she was about seven or eight when the war broke out there, I think. And for all the years that everything was going on there, when bomb, when the, like the bomb warnings would go off, she said that, you know, um, for her, like it, it, it was an all right time in her life because people would come from the village and they'd go to her house and they'd all gather together. They'd have music, they'd have feast and uh, the kids would play. And I think it's brilliant that, you know, if you think you're going to die tomorrow, what are you going to do? Play it out, have some fun. And uh, one of the other things that, that happens when you do that is it's it's a great way to relieve stress in your body. Movement is one of the greatest ways to relieve stress. And children use play as a means to relieve stress and trauma. So one of the targets to me for being playful in sex is so that you can actually allow your body to start to relieve and release trauma. So why, how do kids do that? Well, oftentimes kids will reenact things they do role playing they'll do whether they'll you know role play different characters or they'll role, role play fantasy characters either way kids will usually find a way that they can role play out the stress and 
uh, last year we went ahead a pod school at my home um, for that first year of COVID. I had a couple of kids here and one of the kids uh, would often include the stresses in her life would come out in her role-playing times, um, things that had occurred that were really traumatic for her at the age of, you know, she was five, four, going on five. She would mention these things and it was like therapeutic for her to be able to work them out. So kids will work things out often too uh, through play. And they might say things that they normally don't say because in play, they think they're pretending, but they're really often revealing a lot of what's going on. And we too, even as adults, can use play to allow ourselves to reveal to us some of the things that we've hidden from ourselves that may be traumatic or maybe stressful that we haven't dealt with. And then play can sometimes bring them out. And what do I mean by play? I literally mean play like you did when you were a kid at first. Because if you have never played in your life, one of the things to do is to learn how to just not make something serious. So the very first one I would do, because I love puppetry, this is what I would do, is I would just get something like a pillow or a stuffed animal or a puppet or a doll and just start holding it and moving it. So I, I love uh, making everything move and come to life. It's like a joke in our house that I could, I could literally grab a pillow or a blanket and it would come to life. That's what I like to do. Everything comes to life. So and they all have personalities and characters and they all deal with their things in their own way. So you can grab anything. It could even be a freaking sock, stick it on your hand and turn it into a puppet just to get a movement of play in your hands even so that everything you're doing with your hands doesn't have to be work related, especially for those of you who do work with your hands. If you're like a carpenter, a dentist, a doctor, if you're you know, doing electrical work, like whatever you happen to do, if you are hands-on person and all of your hands have been work related, you might wanna find things that will make your hands actually have to not be affiliated with something serious. And with something that is like almost like life or death situations, like a surgeon, their hands could be very serious. It's their life. They're giving life to people or like bring, maintaining their life. Right. So uh, there, is, there can be a serious component, but then there's also a need to be able to associate and affiliate body parts that you have um, in different ways. So we often like, for example, if we have, our hands are very serious because we do work with them, then finding things that you can do that'll make your hands fun. Like, I don't know if you guys ever watched Ed Sullivan back in the day, but he had this hand puppet and he would like get the, move the mouths up and down and talk. Like that's a puppet right there. And your hand becomes silly. So it kind of takes the edge off and the, and the seriousness off your hand. So this is a self-practice first to how to become playful. So first it's how to become playful. And then we add the insects part, right? So we're gonna become playful. And as your hands become playful and they don't have to be serious, um, this, is, this is really, I, you know, as I'm talking, I realize this is actually really geared towards people who have maybe had the experience that they haven't had a lot of play in their life or they don't remember what it's like to play. So this is to invite that playback. And so yeah, start with those hands, make them a little not serious. What do you want to do? Do you want to draw little things on your fingers and make finger puppets? Draw a little uh, face on, on um, the palm of your hand, turn it into something. Do shadow puppets. 
So do something that's silly fun on your own so you don't feel like you're competing with somebody for play. If play is new to you, it's really interesting to watch how oftentimes people will become almost competitive with play. Like they'll see somebody else play and they'll try and outplay. And then there'll be this um, interesting dynamics that occurs. So one of the reasons why the show came up is that um, my brother and niece were visiting on the weekend. And uh, so my brother is older than me. He's about 16 months older than me. But uh, most of our lives, we just don't know how to be serious. So uh, I think that was part of our survival strategies growing up with a single mom who worked to many jobs and wasn't home a lot. We, would, we needed to know how to like survive ourselves and and do different things so that we we would be able to get through the day and not feel stressed right so um he was he was down you got to keep in mind my brother is 48 years old i'm 46 and i still have my cabbage patch kids and we brought them out and and we literally had like a cabbage patch um face off cabbage patches were like doing crazy things like karate and like uh matrix moves and um, it's one of the ways that you can get the seriousness out of your body, but specific body parts. So working with things like your hands, your mouth um, as well, you can do voices so that you can kind of get yourself out of, out of any of the seriousness of who you think you are to invite more of you in. Because a lot of times if you think, well, I'm really serious and I've, you know, I have a PhD, so I'm very serious. I have a lot of friends who are PhDs, so this is not an insult, but my friends who are PhDs are scholarly, and a lot of them actually have an amazing capacity to play as well. So, uh, you know, you can be scholarly and playful. And um, it's actually the people that I know who have had excessive trauma and didn't have a background or a family that supported their play or for them to be able to heal that have actually suffered the most when it comes to play and knowing how to release stress. So we number one play to release stress. That's our number one target is that this will get you out of stressful situations so that you can be a little less hard on yourself, hard on your life, hard on others, and just release all the stuff that's having you think you have to be a certain way or act a certain way or all this jazz. So the target is learning to play. And we're going to look at all the body parts that we take incredibly seriously in finding ways to make them more playful. So some of the other parts we take seriously, very seriously, like our feet, like walking is very serious, but your feet can also become playful with different things as well. You could put on playful shoes, you could walk funny, dance funny, um, doing things with your feet they don't look like regular movements. One of my actually favorite uh, ways of looking at feet in a playful way is there's a sketch by Monty Python about, um, I think there's like a walking society or something, the crazy walk or something. And they have a, they have like an entire uh, like government building dedicated to the crazy walk. So um, every body part that you seem to think is a very serious thing, what we want to do is look at them and how you've made them serious. And then we're going to look at different ways to invite playful energy in. Okay, so we have a lot of body parts. I will give you a brief on how to do this so that we can actually move to the more fun body parts 
Oh, and what are they? They're actually all the same body parts, but we're going to actually, we're going to move from one area of it that's playful, playful to sexy, playful. So we're going to up the energy a bit. So stick around. We're going to be back. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about how to be playful in sex. And the first key part is how to be playful. I am aware that it's not the easiest thing for adults to do because we've been trained. And also, sometimes there has been a lifetime of traumas that have led us to never even know what play is. There's been cultural um, influences there has just been family influences. So sometimes when I talk about culture, I'm not talking about um, like specific cultures. Sometimes we have cultures within our family. Like, you know, you might be raised. Uh, so for example, I'm half Serbian in the Serbian culture there that I knew of, there wasn't a lot of play. Um, my dad, when he was like three years old, went out and was a shepherd. So this is not like, there was never toys. There was, you have work. And this is what you do. So play is very odd. Um, and it's very interesting to watch people who have never experienced play try to learn to play. Um, and, it, and it can be very uncomfortable for them as well. And I mentioned my dad because he actually is somebody who never knew how to play. And it was very awkward for him to allow us to play. And um, I think it was just by the demand of my mom to allow us to play because it was not his reality. And um, to him, it was like a waste of time. Why do you do that? It's a waste of time. You could be doing something else. The one thing that he was okay with playing was chess. 
And um, this is the one thing that he's still okay with playing. Although in, uh, in the last couple of years, I once had him play pickup sticks, which was very interesting because he has incredibly thick fingers and it was like near impossible watching him play it. It was actually made it hilarious. And he was good about laughing at himself about how indelicate his hands are. So if you can laugh at yourself, even while you're doing things like playing pickup sticks and realize, wow, I'm so not delicate about this and I'm so not um, sophisticated at my play. Cool. If you can just not even try to be a perfectionist at play, in fact, play is not perfection. I have never, and I've worked with a lot of kids, I've never seen kids try to play perfectly. I don't know about you, but have you ever seen kids try to play perfectly? Now, if kids are doing a job that you've asked them to do, they might try and do their job perfectly. I have seen kids who would like to organize things alphabetically or color wise, and they're doing a job and they're taking their job seriously. But when it comes to play, they are generally, I have to go with generally like 99% of the time because I've not seen this, but I'd love to hear from anybody if you actually have kids who play and they make their play incredibly serious. Like that's a very interesting one. For, or they try to make their story. They can make their play serious, but try to make it perfect. That's, I don't even know that that's in their reality. Where as adults, we try to make sex perfect because what? Because we're crazy. So if we're trying to make sex perfect, how much pressure is that on the person who's supposed to be the one initiating the play? Oh, not only are we going to play, we're going to make this play perfect. So if we're going to make this play perfect, it's got to look like A, B, C, and D, and the results of A, B, C, and D have to equal E, F, G, and F. And if it doesn't, then my play sucked. And that is, that is just ludicrous. So in reality, would you judge a kid for the way they play? Um, if you do, you're a jerk. So if you don't judge a kid for the way they play and you're like um, somebody I'd actually want to hang out with, then you might actually enjoy how the variety occurs and how the nuances of play show up and how the play changes and like how one minute they might be birthing a baby and the next minute they're burying a dog and then the next minute after that they're in a, they're a rocket they are the rocket and they're shooting off to the moon why because there's no perfection in it it is absolute following the energy and that is the brilliance of play is that when you are really good at play you're also really good at following the energy and you don't take it seriously so when you can, and what does it mean to follow the energy like what the hell does that mean so you if you've ever noticed that you're talking and then you end up on tangents you're actually following an energy so people might say oh you don't know how to stay focused but it's actually not bad it's that there are these things there's these energy bubbles that'll pop up and you're like whoa sparkly bubble and you follow it and it pops and then there's another sparkly energy bubble and you and you're like oh pop and so it might not be a visual of popping bubbles, but what you'll sense probably is like these things open up, thoughts open up, feelings open up, and then your expression comes with that. So this show, my show, is like 99% of the time follow the energy. Sometimes I have some facts that I throw in for you that I may refer to, but truly like even before the show, I'll follow the energy. I'll be like, okay, what is what's required for to, like today's discussion? Um, so I love that. 
And oh, I recently found out too, and this was an interesting factoid from my daughter because she loves giving me nerd facts of the day. One of her interesting nerd facts of the day is that children um, particularly learn, but so do adults, but children learn most when you do things like um, um first. So I think that's interesting as a technique and a tool to get people to listen. Apparently it helps people remember more. And I always thought it was a strange habit and I try and become aware of myself when I do it. But now that I recently heard that that's actually a way that people remember the information following the um, I'm trying to be less of a perfectionist when it comes to my delivery of information. So if you hear me doing some ums, it may be to get you to listen. So we are talking about play and how to get out of perfection so that we can have play, so that we can get out of the trauma, so we can get out of the stress. And as we get out of the trauma and the stress, we can move forward into having more and more adventure. And the adventure can be something that you don't even realize that you're starting to have. You might not even realize that you are, say, for example, you might just start off thinking, I just want to go on a like uh, out for fun with my with my lover. And then, you know, you're just your target is let's just go for a walk. And the next thing you know, you're following the energy and there's like nobody around. So then you just do it in the park. Right. That's following the energy. You didn't have the target of we're going to the park to get it on. You had the target of let's go on an adventure. Oh, we landed in the park. Oh, the park is empty. Oh, let's get it on. You see, that's following the energy. So sometimes we have these targets and those targets can create a lot of seriousness because we're achievers. A lot of people are achievers and they want to reach those targets so that they feel accomplished, um, which is great. And it's a really great thing to have, especially if you're feeling depressed, you want to be able to bring in some hormones that will help you feel accomplished and if you want to know what those happy hormones are, remember to contact me. If you haven't listened to my show before, contact me for my happy hormones checklist. So you got to find me through my website, send me an email, be brave. I will send you that for free. If you're brave enough to connect with me and tell me that you'd like my happy hormones checklist. Okay. So back to, we're talking about play. A lot of play though will induce those happy hormones. That's the nature of it. It's going to bring some joy in, some happiness in. It's going to get your body relaxed. And then what happens? Your body relaxes, it opens up, and all of a sudden, pleasure is to be had. So I was recently, recently, like last week, uh, you know, scrolling for the good stuff on Netflix. And there is a new series out called, oh, well, I don't know how new it is. I just found it. it was new to me. Sex and Love and Goop. It's fantastic. It's a Gwyneth Paltrow series. I think there's like six or eight episodes in it. Fantastic. Highly recommend it to everybody to watch it as this is an amazing uh, series that shows you multiple ways to have play. And some of the coaches in it were uh, some of the coaches that were actually part of my my uh, sex and intimacy training. So for coaching. So very, very cool episodes. And they're so fun in seeing how to play as adults and to really get how few of us know how to play period, but knowing how to play in sex is even a whole other level. Now, 
one of the things, and I love that they say this on the show, is that, you know, for some reason, we think that every other thing that we do in life is a skill that we build. You're a writer, you practice your skill, you go and you learn, you take workshops and you build on your skills. You're a carpenter, you learn some skills, you learn how to use your tools. Now, for some reason in sex, like way to open the door and open the locks and have you try things out that you've maybe never tried before. So we are going to be looking at all this, um, this fun way to do this. Now your, your body will have a, um, how should I say this? Your, your body will have different spots in it that are like no zones. They're like, no, no, no. I don't want you to even play with that area. Now you can kind of scan your body and figure these out. For me, it's my ears. My ears are my no play zone. Um, my nose has limited play zone. And so when you know these things about you, you can share that with your lover and then they can, you know, keep to your play zones your happy zones, the zones that make you feel really happy. And it's good to mention this prior to actually intercourse or the play section of the prelude, which would be like the core play, that core play, um, that would be that, um, that would, that would be so part of that, right? So, oh, it's good stuff. And so look at your body. So we're going to be heading to a commercial break in about a, a less than a minute. What I'd like you to do during this commercial break is kind of scan your head from hair to toenails all the way down. And I do mean hair because I have a friend who ironically is a hairstylist and does not like people touching her hair at all. Um, and that is like a, a big no for her. It's, it's like really big deal. Um, if she lets somebody touch her hair. So it's something to know about yourself. So go from head to toe, see what's true for you. Like what areas are okay to touch? How do you like them touched? So maybe you like them aggressive. Maybe you like your hair pulled a little, tugged. Maybe you just like it padded. Maybe you just like it energetically hovering above your head. Maybe you'd like some scratches. So get into those areas when you realize, mm, I don't know, that's like a no zone. Like for me, for my ears, everything is a no zone in there. No biting, no licking, no blowing, no touching, no, none of it. My ears are like no zones. So it's funny, truly, because it's like you could stick something in my butt, but please don't stick it in my ear. So, so it's, um, it's good to know this about yourself. And the only way to know is if you start to explore. And, and one of the ways to explore is to to play with yourself like are your hands in no zone because maybe your hands are your ticket to your your um like maybe they're part of of the way you make money so you can't do anything with your hands that could potentially harm them so you're like your hands are your no zones like don't touch them don't smell them don't look at them these are my money making machines um i cannot have them affected in any way and you might feel that way so know what they are for you. Scan your body. And we're going to start that now as we head to commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. 
We'll be right back after this commercial. Go scan your body. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seeker. I hope there's many of you out there listening today because this is all about how to have more fun in your sex life, really, when it comes down to it. And one of the things that we need to learn how to do is play because grownups, my friends up there, you adults, you guys doing adulting things out there. You're just, maybe you're forgetting that there's fun to be had in the world. And for everybody that fun is different, right? So it's good to know what's fun for you. So play for me actually really is playful. I am like a child when it comes to play. I like role-playing. I like doing voices. I like being silly. I like dancing and I like doing weird stuff. And that's how I get to be sexy in my own way is being a weirdo. So um, not your typical sexy goddess. No, it's not like I'm wearing the typical sexy clothes all the time and having the typical sexy voice either. But I do find that when I am more me and more like my silly self, 
I get a better response. And yes, there's sometimes where you have to have those deep conversations with your lover and just like talk it out and say like, this is important to me. So I need you to listen to this. Um, and this is usually how I begin my conversations. This is important to me. I need you to listen to this. And then guess what? If your lover values you, they will. <laughs> and which is a beautiful thing. So one of the things that I know can get a little um, over time, you can find that it kind of drops is the playfulness. Sometimes when you first start dating, you're like, let's do every position in every part of the house and every part of the country. That's what we're going to do every position in every part of the country and every whole of your body everywhere in the whole world. Let's do it. And you're like, awesome. And the play is crazy and the play is super fun. And then, you know, somewhere like, say, for example, eight and a half years down the road, you're like, what? Something's a little bit not as fun as it used to be like, what's going on? And this is where those conversations are helpful and conversations that do not judge your partner for where they're at. Right. So you don't be like, why aren't you giving me what I want? You can just say like, this is what I want. How do you feel about that? These are some things that are important to me. How do you feel about those? It's okay. If you don't want to do them, I still love you. I just want to know that these are some things I like my body is craving um, is there a way that we can work with that? And you'd be surprised how probably open your lovers are that you maybe have thought, oh, yeah, they're out, they're gone. They're just like going vanilla on me. They're just gone and they're just not playful anymore. Not always the case. So you don't know until you ask and you don't know until you ask without judging them. So I have heard people tell me how they ask their partners things and I think, I'd be effing mortified if I had somebody say some things to me like that. Like, so a lot of stuff is to learn and listen to what you're actually saying and hear yourself when you're saying stuff, like hear yourself when, um, well, I, uh, here's an example. I was an asshole this weekend. Um, what happened? I didn't, um, there. So you guys will listen. So what occurred was, uh, we live in the countryside. I want to use this as a, as a disclaimer. We live in the countryside, therefore mice occur sometimes in our home. Now, it's also because we have an old house and mice come in sometimes. So there was a mouse and I have an absolute, I do not like mice. I, they can be in the field, but if they're in my home, it's like I go effing ballistic I'm better with spiders. I'm, I, you have a snake in the house. I've even had a chipmunk walk through the house one time. That's cool. It could probably even be fine. I mean, I've had a bear on the property too. Fine, fine. These things are, but mice are not cool to me. I have a lot of points of view about mice and my lover knows that, lover husband. So you can imagine that I turned into a jackass when I discovered that there was mouse droppings on my counter yeah I was pretty freaking mad and I lost it for various reasons and then um he was very clear about it he's like you told me once and now you told me four times you can stop telling me this you're just making me mad I'm like oh yeah I, I'm being an asshole right now so yeah even those of us who are like relationship coaches can still be assholes at times so yeah that happens and then you can get clear again on like, 
you can you can kind of um, see yourself and go, wow, what was that all about? What I knew what was going on was I didn't feel like I was being heard. So for those of you who do repeat things repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly over and over again, and you're not being and you and you assume you're not being heard, just check in with your partner. Did you understand what that meant to me? And they might be like, no, I don't know what that means to you. You just told me this. Okay, well, what this means to me is blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you got to give the background. Sometimes you don't. And if you need to give the background, be prepared to know what the background of that is. So um, why I'm mentioning that is because we need communication as part of play. And sometimes we lose communication. And sometimes over time, these things like play and communication drop off the table. We think we can read each other's minds. We think all the play should be gone because the time is, you know, time is dead. The time is over. The, the play is nigh, um, but gone. That kind of nigh, it's, a, it's done. So what can we do? We can get back on track and we can start to explore and we can start to ask questions. What's play for me now? So what was play for you in your 20s is not necessarily what's play for you now. Um, for me, it could be, though, because I do like the silliness of being childlike at times and that's just one of the things i like to do and it makes me happy and then that's what's cool so you can though you can look at this and go what's play to me now and play will change all the time so some of the fun things to do for play is gather things that are playful toys to you so i have like a wide arrangement of playful toys You'd be surprised where you're going to find your playful toys. They might actually be in your kitchen, in your tool shed, in your bathroom, in your linen closet. Like you're going to have playful toys in places you didn't even know you had toys. You might think all toys are going to be vibrators and dildos and they're going to be like strap-ons and it's going to just be sex toys. You bring them to the table too. Heck yeah. And if you need some, connect with me. I got some good ones going on right now. So you can bring everything to the table. You might even bring, I don't know, I have like a collection of, of uh, stones, like minerals and rocks, bring some of those to the table for different texture. I'm just looking around, there's candles. So I've talked on shows about hot and cold play, different things, but we haven't really ever talked about the necessity of why uh, specifically, like if you've been stuck in your life and never had the chance to play, how it's important to get play back into your body by doing different things, by doing things with your hands, by doing things with your feet, by doing things with your body that are silly. You get up and dance like nobody's watching. That saying is really good for play because what you'll do is you'll end up just doing things that aren't serious, right? So how many things can you do that are not serious? Give yourself five minutes a day to be completely not serious, completely, completely. There's a word. See, that's playful. Be completely playful. Be totally completely playful, whatever that looks like for you. So maybe um, you want to stick like a clown nose on and just walk around your house or stick the clown nose on while you're vacuuming. That's adding playfulness. Might be disturbing for people who are afraid of clowns. However, if you're not afraid of clowns, stick on the clown nose and have some fun. You might want to um, stick on like whatever, babushkas on your head and do something, watch TV like you're an old lady. You 
if you really have no ideas for play, which just dawned on me that maybe people, you guys don't have ideas for play, I can write a list of different things that are play that I think are like easy and free. You probably have something in your home that you can double up as a babushka, like a towel or a scarf and wrap around yourself and go and act like your grandma for a while and see what that's like. I actually found a scarf that my grandma gave me the other day. So I was kind of like almost going to wear it for Halloween and be my grandma. Uh, but I didn't want to be disrespectful to her because she's like dead. And um, it's so Halloween was so not her thing. But probably the rest of the year, she would have been totally okay with me being her for whenever, just for fun, tapping her wisdom. So if you don't know how to play, you can also go watch kids play. This sounds maybe weird, but maybe you've got grandkids, maybe you've got nieces and nephews, maybe maybe you don't have any of that. Uh, you can watch Sesame Street. So on uh, some of the older Sesame Street episodes, there are kids involved with the puppets and you can actually see how they interact with puppets. That is a great way to learn how to play too. Play can be as simple as taking a ball and rolling it back from one person to the other. Doing something that has not necessarily a purpose it's obvious other than the sake of being in that moment. Play is amazing for getting you to be present, which is also amazing at getting you to move out of traumas and stresses. Stress is not about being present. Stress is actually about being in either the past or the future. Because if you were being completely present with your body, it would have total ease. Otherwise, when you're not, you're probably worrying about the future, or you're worrying about the past, or you're worrying about something that's not happening right now. So stress is going to be one of those things that really kills the libido. And we talked about this in the last couple episodes. And who wants to kill their libido? I don't know. Some psycho, maybe. So let's just bring the libido back and see how it would like to play and what kind of movements and different things it would like to do. So we're going to bring it into the bedroom for the last 10 minutes of the show. I'm going to give you some fun ideas. I did give you a few playful ideas to begin with, and I did ask you to go gather random items from around the house. I'd love to hear what you guys have gathered. If you want to join us in the chat room of inspiredchoicesnetwork.com in the chat room and like just write out some of your crazy ideas of things you've gathered from the around the house. It'd be like sandpaper, cheese grater, awesome. Bring them all to the table. I'd love to hear it. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, 
join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today we're talking about how to add more play into sex, into your sex life. So before break, I encourage you to run off around your house, run around your home, go cuckoo, find some stuff. You might find, um, like, I'm just sitting here in my office and I'm looking around and I have so many play items just sitting in my office between my desk, between the things on my shelf, between things on my sofa. And I know there's a lot of play things in my closet. So one of the fun things is, um, so I've got, like I was mentioning to you earlier, I've got like uh, rocks. I've got like, oh, I'm going to get really close. Okay. I got like rocks and, and all of these things. So this is the citrine rock that I'm holding for those of you who are not watching. And this particular citrine is a raw citrine and it has um, some points to it. So it's got some jaggedy areas and you can you can do things like you can roll it on your body and see what that feels like you could just put the weight on a part of your body if you like the feeling of compression you can like sit that as a weight on different parts of the body and just see how that feels so why would we do this how does that equal sex well one of the things it'll do is it'll relax the body and it'll have the body start to turn on depending on the body some bodies love like you could put all kinds of rocks and weights on it and the body will just go "Ooh, thank you lovely then you could do other things like you can bring oh here's i don't even know why or how i have a ping pong ball in my room but i think my daughter brought it in and you could roll that on the body too you can roll it up and down you could roll it on the back as like a massage you can roll it around the genitals if you want you could there is an episode of tu wang fu thank you for everything or was it no priscilla queen of the desert um, those are two of my favorite drag queen movies uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, where one of the people in, in that movie shoots ping pongs out of her vajayjay. So I don't know that you want to stick this in your vajayjay unless you can stick a string through it in case you can't shoot it out. But you could have fun with that too. See, ping pong with your vajayjay, that's a whole other game. Nobody's even like considered having tournaments with that, but they could. And you can probably find anything around your home and test it on your body and see how you like it. How does that feel? And sometimes it feels different when somebody else does it. It's their pressure or even just their presence will add something to it or change it. And why would we do this? Well, we're adding play. <laughs> so you can even do things like have a whole bunch of pillows and make like a giant sexy play fort. And one of the things you can do in like specifically like if you're doing this for sex i would encourage you to do things that are washable for one because you might use them on genitals so they will need to get rinsed off for hygienic purposes uh, they need to be able to be washed or rinsed off so look around for things that's one standard and one that's also i would encourage you to do is not get something that's going to cut your lover, like don't get a sharp knife that's gonna actually cut them. You could use something more like, I don't know, like maybe like a butter knife. And if that would just have like a bit of a feeling or the back of it, right? So you can get, you can get into some interesting and fun play. Play would be the experimentation of using some of these toys and play, playful fun things on each other to test and see what your, your lover enjoys. Now, 
the other part of the play would be like just having some play maybe you'd like to add some role play right so maybe you're just going to wear a wig that day for fun and it's not serious this can be a really great way to take the seriousness out of it like okay it's tuesday and we need to get it on it's like 9 30 at night it's tuesday we're scheduled let's do this i'm going to rub you for seven minutes and then and then uh, once you're wet i'm going to penetrate you all right does that sound good well i'd be like all right well if that's all i'm going to get then whatever but you don't have to surrender to it like that that's all you're going to get most of the time like i mentioned earlier sex is a skill you can develop these skills and you can get more skills and you can have more fun so with sex as a skill what kind of area of sex would you like to develop your skills in and have them be playful i mean you could be penetrating any hole and you can make your movement of your body super playful and fun you can you know ride your partner and dry humping them i find dry humping incredibly fun and playful and silly and i would say that for the most part we tend to look at sex as something that is serious mostly because of different things culturally uh, religiously it's been perpetrated on us for a very long time to think sex is serious you should only do it if you're married you should only do it if this you should only there's certain precise and um very, very specific conditions to have sex in, and they should not be fun. In fact, you should do a 37 minute ritual beforehand to make sure your sex is incredibly serious. Not, it is a beautiful thing. You can absolutely do ritual sex. I'm not saying that you can't, and it can be very fun too. The point of that stuff too is though, to have you relax into receiving all of this can be all about relaxing into receiving and having better sex. So ultimately what we're trying to do with play or ritual, may, maybe actually talk about ritual sex next week, um, play with play is to get you to get out of the seriousness of it and to get you into that mode that maybe if you've never been in that mode in your life, that you can use it as a healing mechanism. Play is for sure one of the, I find one of the best ways to heal. I play with bodies, when I work on them, I play with energy, I play, it's my work. My work is my play, my play is my work. So I play, I play, and then that's what I do. I hope you will too, and I hope you have fun with that. So stay tuned in and turned on till next week. It might be about rituals. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.